people, they look their age, but they look wonderful, whatever age they are. And I think that's what absolutely drives me. And it's a major driver behind um, our film. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I interview thoughtful, inspiring, and influential guests who are changing the way we think about what is possible in our lives, especially as we age. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager, and I want to hear from you, my listeners. Please leave me a comment on ZestfulAging.com. I do read each comment, and I really appreciate your feedback. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker. She was a guest on Zestful Aging, and her CD, Buffalo Motel, is out now, and you can find out more about her on judybanker.com. And as usual, I've got my loyal little Jack Russell Sparky right by my side, so let's begin. We have a really special interview for you today. We have two women who are collaborating on a fantastic project, so you're going to hear from them both. The first one is Alex Rodas, who's an award-winning British photographer who specializes in photographing older sportsmen and sportswomen. Her work has been exhibited across Europe and in the U.S., and her photos have been featured online and in print across the globe. And we have Danielle Selwood, who has 30 years' experience in the sports industry as a designer and a trend forecaster. And in 2008, she co-founded SportsSister.com, which is a trailblazing sports website for women. And most recently, she's directed visual campaigns at Women's Sports Trust, helping create lasting change in the representation of female athletes. Welcome to you both. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) I'm so pleased to have you both on. You're both doing such amazing things in the aging and uh, athletic and uh, women's field. It's really wonderful that we're going to have a chance to talk to you today. Um, Let's start with uh, this collaboration. And the two of you are in overlapping fields, but you found each other, I think you met about five years ago, and now you're working on a new project, the Maverick Generation Project. Alex, do you want to start us off and tell us a little bit about the project and, and what you're aiming to to do here uh did you ask me uh alex yes yes indeed. yes yeah i'd love to um well both danielle and i are so excited to be doing this i've always worked in stills photography and i've been taking i've been photographing athletes and sportsmen and women as you said for the last decade now but i've never worked in film And Danielle, of course, has got a background filming women in sports. And it felt like a match made in heaven when we realized that we could uh, work together and do a film about some of the amazing uh, masters track and field athletes that I specialize in photographing. What is the what is the appeal? And maybe this, you know, this may be obvious, but what is the appeal of photographing or filming 
people who are master athletes who are between 48 and 83, what, what does it do for us? Well, they, they blaze a trail. Um, Danielle, you need to come in here at some point, but I feel, <laughs> I, f- I feel they, they blaze a trail because they, they're the torchbearers really for how we can be as we age. And they present such an alternative narrative to the dominant cultural narrative that we have in our society, which puts all the emphasis on looking younger than you are. And these people, they look their age, but they look wonderful, whatever age they are. And I think that's what absolutely drives me. And it's a major driver behind um, our film. Would you, would you agree, yeah. Danielle? Yeah, so for me, I mean, I, I've um, specifically been promoting women in sport over the past sort of 12 years. And a lot of that focus was on providing role models for young girls so that, you know, that whole thing about if you can't see it, you can't be it. Um, but when I was talking to Alex, you know, we've we've built up a friendship over the past few years. And, you know, she's been telling me these incredible stories of these older athletes and it's made me realize just how um, important it is for people of all ages to have role models people to to inspire them so I'm 55 this year and I've always done lots of sport but you know so for me now my role models are these athletes that we're filming Um, and you know I think that's hugely important so like for Michelle who has uh, the youngest athlete that we're featuring in the film she's in her late 40s you know, if she didn't have a whole pathway of all these women in their 60s, 70s and 80s, you know, how would she imagine that she could keep going until she was in her 80s, 90s, 100s? Um, so for me, you know, I think the role model thing is really important. I also, everything that I have done is about telling authentic stories of women's sport. You know, the narrative around sport is so often just about winning and, you know, the triumph over adversity and all that stuff. But actually, the real benefit of being involved in sport is the community and the sense of belonging and the sense of purpose. And, you know, this is, you know, amplified in the older community where it, it, it creates such a fantastic community for these for, well, for these women particularly, because that's what I focus on, women's stories, but for, for the whole community of Masters athletes, there's a real sense of camaraderie and belonging and support for each other. And, and you know, that for me is massively appealing to, to make into a film. Do the Master athletes have a sense of being torchbearers? Huh, that's an interesting question. No, I don't think so. I would think they're just doing the thing that they love. And um, as the years clock clock on, they just carry on doing it. And they so enjoy, as Danielle said, their community. Every time there's a meet, a competition, they're meeting up with, with their friends. So um, there's a sense of purpose. And when they're not competing, they're training. So there's mm-hmm. always this wonderful sense of, of purpose. So I, I, I wouldn't say that they necessarily feel that they're torchbearers, but mm-hmm. f- when, for onlookers... They so are. <laughs> I see. Yeah. They're not setting out to be role models, but it's happening because of what they're doing. Yeah, I, and I would say also that through this project, and you know, um, Alex particularly has had a fair bit of media coverage in the past year or so, particularly. 
Um, it's starting to dawn on them too. You know, they're they're responding really well to it, and in, and and really pleased to see that their community is getting this profile, and that in turn makes them realise, obviously, that they are they are an inspiration to you know people within their own community, but also outside it, and that it shows so much more that you can do. Um, so I think. Possibly, although they obviously haven't set out to be torchbearers. I don't think anybody sets out to be a torchbearer, mm. but it's it's dawning on them that actually, you know, maybe they are. That's think, fascinating. Go ahead. That, that's, that's so true. Um, when I first started taking uh, photographs, they um, the athletes would look at me and, and say, oh, don't bother to take my photo. I'm not going to buy it because they thought I was a commercial photographer that was going to try and sell them the pics. Oh, right. So then I said, no, no, that, you know, that's not my mission. What I'm trying to do is challenge some of the stereotypes that are out there in the broader social world, in broader society, and show that there's a different way of aging. And then they would just, you'd see, they, they would all beam and they said, well, bring it on. No problem. Bring it on. So yeah. Alex, when you're watching them warm up or do their sport, and we can talk about their different sports that you're following, what is it that you're looking for? What what are you trying to capture? Do you have something specific or or do you just sort of intuitively uh kind of work with the camera? Um no, I I well, I hmm that's a difficult one. I there's probably a bit of intuition there, but I'm always looking for the emotion because mm-hmm. one of the things that I think makes any face any human face look wonderful whether they're 5 or 50 or 95 is when there's animation there when the face comes alive mm-hmm. and um so I really love it if I can see either the pa- the passion the joy the exhaustion the mm-hmm. exhilaration the frustration where and and so I I do like to get close ups I like to see I like to focus on the on the faces so that you can actually see that these are not just any old athlete these are actually older individual athletes and mm-hmm. and then I like to show them sort of you know in flight um in flight you know when they're running or jumping pole vaulting or pole vaulting mm. or whatever um so yeah or when they ha- when they're chatting and laughing with their buddies because those sorts of images are just as inspiring really well when you put them together you know the joy together with the passion and the physicality of sport i think is just magical and it's it's so not what you expect with the older human mm-hmm. body mm-hmm. because you you know the traditional image is of somebody slumped in a chair you know passive not <laughs> very active knitting yeah yeah and um and these people are the are, are the opposite you know they are leaping over over high jumps and long jumps well into their 80s and 90s and and you know that's something that's a story that needs to get out there people need to see that this is what is possible with the human body as it, as it ages Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, you were talking about the community. And one thing I wondered about is, the bonding experience in a group, I think is really enhanced when you're all doing something difficult together. So mm-hmm. they're not just, you know, looking at a magazine or watching films or something, they're really trying to do something that, you know, will always 
be difficult. They're never going to reach the, you know, they're never going to, uh, there's always a potential for higher degrees of difficulty. And, and I think that as a group, when we're all doing that together, it's very bonding because it, it's, uh, as you said, you know, it's, we all are understanding what it's like to be doing these endeavors. And it's a, it it makes us appreciate the other person in our community. I mean, I think, um, you know, I've spent my whole life in sport and I, and I grew up in grassroots sports. So sports that got absolutely no media coverage at all. So I was a canoeist and, um, but at our club, we had people of all ages. And I, you know, and the young, you know, the youngsters mixed with the old, you know, the older people and the middle-aged people and all the different levels. And, you know, because mm-hmm. it's quite a small sport, you kind of all just get to know everybody and they become lifelong friends. And I hadn't realized, well, I, I, it hadn't occurred to me that, oh, you know, the rest of the world's not really like that, you know. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was quite a, it's such a special environment to grow up in. And, uh, and so what is wonderful for me is to see, you know, this, you know, this all over, you know, all over this sport that this is the main thing. I mean, for me, what I'm really, what I love, and this is why we make such a good team, Alex and I, you know, we have slightly different perspectives, but a common goal. And I, I'm really interested in the sort of culture of sport and, you know, all of the other stuff that it brings to your life, aside from the actual, actual you know athletic performance Mm -hmm. and you know when Alex was telling me particularly about say um, Dorothy or Dot as she likes to be known who's one of our older athletes in the 80 to 84 age group and her posse of friends that she travels with you know there's well Alex can tell you their names but you know there's a group of like five or six of them and they travel around you know to different events together and they stay in the cheapest accommodation or you know in bunk beds if they have to oh my and it's, goodness you know and they these women are the ones that you see you know laughing together supporting each mm. other yes they know how hard the training is and you know they all want to win because they you know suddenly become non-competitive just because you've got a bit older in life um but you know it's 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 the whole culture it's not just the one thing and yes they do all support each other they're the best of friends and they give you know such support but you know I mean Alex you know please add to this thread because it's (laughs) so uh... wonderful it is it is absolutely fantastic. I adore this posse of friends around Dorothy. But it's the 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 friendship and the camaraderie, but they also they support each other but they push each other. So they push each other in training. And that recognition that you were saying, Nicole, that, that everybody knows what it's like to do something that's really tough. And, you know, they are pushing each other beyond you know, beyond the pain barrier. They know Mm. that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they have the best time. And for me, I mean, I just, I, I, I love finding them because basically you go into a stadium, whether it's indoors or outdoors, and you just listen for the laughter. And Mm. it's, it's coming from that group. And what a beautiful thing. It's really beautiful. And the laughter is usually, I mean, it's quite raucous, you know, I mean, I I hate to think what they're, they're talking (laughs) about. 
but they're, they're just having a blast. And oh. I usually, I always try and get some photos of them, actually. I sneak up on them and try and catch them when they're oh, kind of... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm hearing your voice, Alex, and also yours, Danielle. You two are supercharged about this. I mean, you've <laughs> devoted your lives to this. Alex, I've heard your name in all kinds of places. Oh, you have to talk to her. She's so wonderful. Oh, Pe- oh. Some of your, your uh, people in the UK keep saying to me, yes, you have to find her and talk to her. <laughs> I mean, you, the two of you have had uh, these projects going on, really guided your careers, but now it almost seems like this synergy, you found mm-hmm. each other, mm-hmm. and now it's multiplied. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is definitely, I mean, we are so excited about this project. Mm. Um, both of us, you know, it, it mm. does, it, it's taking off, people are really interested in it. But for us on a very personal level, it's like mm. we both get each other, we both get each other's angles. And although mm. they're nuanced and slightly different, it's mm. just, it's just so um, complementary. Mm. Um, and then we're both, because we, we're enab- enabling each other to kind of really create something that, I mean, honestly, for me, I, I would say this is this is probably like that one of the highlights being here make doing filming filming athletes and mm-hmm. you know i have you know i have a couple of other projects which i also love i feel like my whole career has been building up to this mm-hmm. moment of actually telling these stories on film it's such a wonderful way it's so accessible for people to be able to you know to watch and enjoy and you can yeah. tell so many different you know angles on a story in film and so the combination of like Alex with all her knowledge and her <laughs> the way she's built up these amazing friendships with these women over the mm. years it, you know it we you know we just love doing it don't we Alex <laughs> oh god we do it's a love fest and, uh... <laughs> and you love fest and you're checking off it's so the ir- irony of course is you two are checking off the things we know that we must do to keep well and healthy you are leaving a legacy you are in fully in your purpose you are in a total love fest of joy and <laughs> appreciation and you are being enriched by this project oh Oh, for sure (laughs) absolutely there's no question I mean since I've been taking uh, photographing these people it was so unexpected how I I never imagined my own life was going to get quite so enriched and that I was going to make these friendships myself because Mm -hmm. you see that another um well, I don't know if it's not my USP, but I mean, I'm old, you know, I'm their age. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've just had my 70th birthday. So, you know, I'm one of them. And um, it really, really helps. So um, because, you know, we're, we're a peer group and um, they take them, you know, they take the mickey out of me and um, they tease me. They, they encouraged me to start running about five years ago they kept saying so Alex why aren't you running and <laughs> yeah, uh, I was gonna ask you both yes. has this influenced your own um physical kind of you know activity I know that Danielle you were a canoeist but has it inspired you to continue or yeah. start a new activity I mean, I think for me, I mean, I've always been super sporty and I was a GB athlete and I've always enjoyed doing a lot of different sports at all different levels. I mean, I, at 
you know, right now I call myself like a, a smile and wave athlete. You know, I, mm. I just enjoy and laugh and just go at whatever pace I can do. But I think what is really critical with meeting these uh, athletes that, you know, a lot of them are 15, you know, 20 years older than me. Is it, you know, when I get a niggle or an injury, like everybody does, you know, you, it would be very easy, like a lot of women in their 50s to think, well, it's just age and I'm, you know, I'm just going to have to make allowances and I'm just going to have to slow up or whatever. And then you see these women doing, you know, exceptional <laughs> things mm -hmm. and you think, well, hang on a minute. I, I do not need to stop, you know, like I just need to get better and fixed and then I can get going again and yet, even to think about taking up something new I mean you know I I guess I mean you know I, I I've done lots of different sports but I probably wouldn't necessarily think about trying something completely new but the thought that you could take up a sport at 60 mm -hmm. completely new and think about competing in a couple of years time or less and actually you know have a really fulfilling sporting life ahead of you is just fantastic right it's it really is it's a whole different narrative about aging hey zestful agers last year i attended the international federation on aging's global conference in toronto and they've announced the 15th global conference on aging for niagara falls ontario from november 1st through 3rd 2020 Zestful Aging Podcast is a proud partner for this conference, and I encourage you to all consider attending. The conference features prominent experts presenting and discussing critical issues within the field of aging. So head on over to ifa2020.org to learn more, and I hope to see you in Niagara Falls in November. Can yeah. I cut, can I come in here because um, you just said Danielle taking up a sport at sixty, but these so many of them take up take up different disciplines well into their seventies, mm -hmm. and there was um, the legendary Canadian track and field athlete Olga Kotelko who was making and breaking world records through her eighties and into her nineties, right mm -hmm. up into the ninety-five plus category. And when I met her and chatted with her. I said to her, have you, have you been doing this all your life, Olga? And she looked at me as if I was mad. And she said, <laughs> no. You know, she said, I, I, I just started this when I was 77. <laughs> and yes. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's just well, so brilliant. Oh, it? and it's so encouraging. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more. I know my audience is going to want to know. So you're filming female master athletes from 48 to 83. You're following their stories. And then this, the culmination, is going to be a film that will be distributed yeah so okay. we're starting we're starting filming um in the next couple of weeks we've already met all of the athletes and talked to them so we've chosen five different women across different disciplines within athletics and different age groups um so that we tell you know a mix of stories um and then we're going to be going and meeting them in their homes to get their backstory and you know look at some of their photography that all their pictures of them and competing over the years and just finding out about their day-to-day -day life and then we're going to go to some of the competitions and we're going to be filming them right through until September so we're going to be going to the European Championships and the World Championships and the, and the British Championships so some will go to some and some not um, so we're going to tell all their stories over the course of the year 
And then in September, when the season finishes, we'll reflect and we'll get them to reflect on their year. Because obviously they'll, they'll have had, you know, mixed successes. It's, that's just the way sport is. And, um, and then we'll start the editing process, which obviously will happen partly during the year. Um, and we're aiming to get this out in January. Um, now, initially, it'll be going, um, we're hoping to be distributing via um, cinemas in the UK, um, more the independent cinemas and film festivals, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we are hoping or certainly aiming to get it on video on demand at some point, probably next springtime. But, it, you know, it'll depend. I mean, at the moment, the, um, the situation is changing constantly because we have so many people that are really interested in what we're doing. And so mm-hmm. what we started off as just being a little sort of almost a little personal project, if you like, yes. um, you know, last year, let's just trial it, let's, let's just make one quick film and see what people think, um, has grown and grown mm. and grown. And, you know, we're... Has a life of its own. Yeah. It, it, it really so, does. By this time next year, I mean, who knows? <laughs> um, but we're excited, you know, there's, the, the one thing that it just makes such a difference when people are also excited or they get it and they and there seems to be a real appetite for this this story and this film so you know we're yeah. really encouraged by that we're so encouraged by that sorry um nicole no I just, go just, ahead yes please i just wanted to say we we kind of we started small just as danielle said and then we have these moments where we get these sort of moments of grandiosity when we think hey you know <laughs> We're going oh, to Hollywood. Yeah, we're going to Alex, Hollywood. Can I say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and 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 going back to what Danielle was saying about following these people, I think one of the remarkable people things about them is that on on one level we're going to have the time to show that these are quote unquote ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. You know they they. And that is, that is incredible. You know, I mean, Dorothy, when she's not in her GB kit, when she's not wearing her track and field kit, you know, she'll walk down the high street and you'll just think, well, you know, old, older lady at the bus stop or whatever. And mm. then it's almost like, boom, you know, the GB kit comes on and, the, and, and then it's like Wonder Woman. Superwoman, uh, yes. Exactly, yes. yeah. <laughs> That's and, lovely. Uh, and, oh my and, goodness! And they're so unassuming. I also mm. wanted to say that um, actually, because you were talking earlier about their attitudes, and oh, you, Danielle, you were saying about when you get illnesses or injuries or whatever. It's not that these people are superhuman. They have the same heart attacks, joint replacements, uh, cancers, um, whatever. The same, the same illnesses or issues that older pe- that hit all of us they just have this amazing attitude they're very mm-hmm. no nonsense about it you know um yes you know i had a mastectomy and then um, 10 weeks later i was pole vaulting and and, mm-hmm. and why wouldn't you and you know that's and that's 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 straight up you know that is a yeah. direct quote and um i think that for me has been because I'm a bit of a wimp, you know. I mean, mm. I, I, I have a cold and I'm like, oh dear, under the duvet. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's a real lesson when you see how, how, they, how matter of fact they are. Mm. And, and, I think part and persistent, of that, just yeah. persistent. I think yeah. also, see, but part of that is also because they have this purpose. So yes. they've got an end goal. They've got something that they're aiming for. So if the World Championships are in three months and you've got to have major surgery, you're like, 
for them, they're like, okay, fine, I need the surgery, but as long as I'm well for the world championships or whatever it is, um, having that end goal of, you know, what they're aiming for, what they've been, you know, training for a season, I think in, you know, in a lot of ways is helping them through these difficult mm-hmm. times and certainly Sue Yeomans who's featured in our, in our pilot film you know she said it's what keeps her going it's what you know she's had low times in her life and her husband said come on let's get back down to training and it's given her and you know a sense of purpose again a sense of belonging mm-hmm. you know something to look forward to and you know it's hugely important for her um, and, and, you know, and that's what drives her. So, you know, it kind of, it, it's just fantastic that the sport does that for them, you know. Mm-hmm. And also they, they clearly transmit this sense of purpose when they go and see their doctors because, you know, there's this feeling that once you reach a certain age, the medical profession is going to say to you, oh, love, you know, can you do your shoes up? You know, that's enough. But they will say, you know, I mean, Sue will say, um, you know, I told my surgeon that I needed to, no, she said, my surgeon asked me if I had any events coming up. And I said, yes, I need to go to the world's in New Zealand, you know, just the other side of the world. Of course. And and the surgeon said, oh, okay, you know, we'll get you there. And did, um, you know, they work together as a team. And I think that's really inspiring, too, because it's so easy to think that once um, that the ageism is so prevalent and ageism is prevalent. But evidently, if you've got a particular attitude, you can it's like an aura. You can transmit it and it's, it gets picked up. So you and know, if the, it doesn't, you choose another physician. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Too true. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. You uh, there was this phrase that I loved: um, "Look old and look wonderful." Mm. Does an, anybody want to? I mean, you've all yeah, touched Alex, on that. Alex is so good at talking about about this. <laughs> Go, Alex. Well, it's oh, thanks, thanks, buddy. Okay, <laughs> it's my it's it's my drive. It's my driver. It's what drives me because I'm so sick and tired of this. Um, pressure that, uh, to look younger and that the only way that you can look good is to look young. So if somebody says when they find out how old you are, oh, you look really young, you know, that's meant to be a massive compliment. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, you can look terrific even if you've got lots of lines and wrinkles. You don't have to mm-hmm. Botox them out. And for my money, um, I have this kind of rule of thumb. I like looking at somebody's face and thinking would I want to have a cup of coffee with this person mm-hmm. and it's it's not based on how old they are and how many wrinkles they've got it's based on how animated they are how engaged they are their curiosity mm-hmm. and so on and so forth and I think these athletes that we photograph show that demonstrate that in spades mm-hmm. the you know, epitome you... of zestful aging yeah yeah I like- if I can add to this, because I have spent a long time um, challenging how sports women have been portrayed in the media, because up until recently, um, you know, it, it is all about sex appeal. And obviously that narrows down the amount of athletes that get any media coverage at all. Because if you know, if you look a certain way, then you get coverage and sponsorship. If you don't, forget it. So I've worked really hard in trying to get rid of all of that, you know, those barriers and celebrate the sport and the athlete rather than, you know, whether she looks like a supermodel, you know, like mm. it doesn't matter whether she does or not, like that's not relevant. Um, so for me, this this is just like an extension of that 
you know, that whole project and mission that I've been working on for the past 10, 15 years, that it, it, it's, a, you know, it's a whole, you know, it, it goes all the way through, all the way through in life. You know, it's such an, such an important message that we celebrate the person, you know? Yes. Yes. I hear you. It's interesting. I hear you, both of you responding to both anger at ageism and at the same time, the positivity of these torchbearers, that both of them are present mm. in your motivation to make this film. Yeah, no question. <laughs> we, no. We, can, we can get quite angry. <laughs> yes, yes, no question at all. They're, mm. they're big drivers. And mm. uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the thing is, we want to, like, like these athletes, you know, we have purpose too, you know, this is, we, I make films with purpose to make a difference. Alex takes photographs to, you know, challenge stereotypes. So everything that we do, ha, you know, has a goal, has a, a, a reason to do it. You know, it's, uh, we want to change culture and society and the viewpoints. That's, that's, that's why we do this, right? Yeah, absolutely. But we're having a blast too. <laughs> I can I can hear it. It is vi a very obvious. Now, I'm wondering where our audience can follow the progress because the film's not out yet, but I think they're going to want to learn more about what you're doing right now. Where's a good place for them? Um, is it best to go to Sports Sister or is there another place to, oh, no. so to watch? I don't work with Sports Sister anymore, so that's an, an old project. So um, first of all, we're going to be um, sharing um, the making of the film and lots of clips and um, uh, blog posts and all sorts of things. So there's going to be two main places. Um, if you go to our Instagram feed at, at Maverick Generation, Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of stuff going to be going on there and it's already up and running. Um, and also if you click on the, on the bio there, um, that will lead you to, uh, the, the, the little film that we made, which was the pilot. Mm -hmm. So the pilot, the, the pilot film for, uh, with the pole vaulter is on vimeo.com mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that's on forward slash find it film. Mm -hmm. So find it film is, is kind of the production company. Um, we also have a website, finditfilm.com, and we'll be putting stuff on there over, throughout the year. Um, and then there's also, obviously, all of Alex's social media. So, Alex, go. <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm just sitting here cringing, actually, because I'm th I think it's so nice of you to say, yeah, we are doing it all on Insta. I'm rubbish at Insta. So, Danielle <laughs> is just brilliant on Insta. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, there's so much... Um, well, okay, I'll say we are putting out so much on Insta, but Danielle's doing a great job. I've I've got my own. I'm better on Twitter and on Facebook. All the athletes tend to to follow Facebook, so I I've got a Facebook page, Alex Rodas Photography, okay. and um, and and on Twitter. And so um, I'm Alex Rotus on Twitter. And so we're, we'll I'll be posting and we'll be posting and we're using the hashtag Maverick Generation um, mm -hmm. to bring attention to this but um yeah danielle's putting some very wonderful lively posts on insta so yes we all have to have our favorite uh, platform right we can't do them all yeah it's otherwise oh. we'll, we'll never have a life yeah. oh, oh ain't that the ahead. truth yeah yeah i was gonna say the other thing that we will be doing um probably in march is we're although we um 
we're um, hopefully getting a sponsor very soon um, to support the making of the film. We're also going to be doing a crowdfunder. So uh -huh. um, the crowdfunder will probably be going out in March and, and people that support it can basically just pre-book paying for the film that they will then get direct to their inbox when it comes out in January. Ah. So, um, you know, it's a way of supporting the film. It's going to help us with the post-production costs and things like that. So, um, but that'll all be posted onto the, onto the Instagram, Facebooks and all of the places. So, yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. excellent. And I think uh, our audience would really be excited to be part of this. Mm -hmm. Thank you. This is a Maverick yes. production. <laughs> it's so lovely. Thank you so much, ladies, for taking the time out of your project and and speaking with us today. I know I know that it's going to be really inspiring. I can hear how <laughs> revved up you are and it is contagious. Oh, thank oh. you. And thank you so much for inviting us on. Yeah, thank you, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at NicoleChristina.com. In this phase of our lives, we're more aware that our time is precious, and we certainly don't want to waste it taking care of stuff that we no longer need, left over from a life that we are no longer living. We know we would feel better with less clutter and more open space, but we don't know how to get there. If this sounds familiar, I'd love you to check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer, Carrie Luteran. This course is different than others you may have tried because we give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and tools to help you face the overwhelm and feelings that come up when you're going through your clutter. It's practical and realistic, and the lessons are short and punchy and very manageable, but it has the power to change your life. We all deserve to live in a peaceful home without the chaos of too much stuff. Find out more at NicoleChristina.com. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest. <laughs>